If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by The Weather Channel. It's suggested that brands avoid using sound effects in podcast ads. And remember to speak in a chill tone. Well, here's a suggestion for everyday life. Tap into The Weather Channel app. It's loaded with insights that help you manage your allergies, breathe easy, and use your outside voice. What in the weather are you waiting for? Be a force of nature with The Weather Channel app. Yeah, yeah, what you want? Beak or jaws, feathers or fur, sharp teeth or feet with claws, whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves, then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows, have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear's a huff a puff and a Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his songs About two grown men dressed up as a bird and a dog Welcome to the Wolf and Owl podcast um, I'm Joy, well I'm the Owl Oh fucking, why do I do this? Oh god Wow, that is awful, <laughs> that was the worst Like, that is so bad <laughs> <laughs> I'm joined as well. Like you're aiming homes. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm joined this week by Tom Davis, a comedian actor. It's oh. like you've, you've just, you've forgotten what the podcast even is. You, you battle out of one bonus episode. Whoa, and... whoa. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll go to the bonus episode thing in a second, but I would say that, that, that the, this intro has been dreadful. So let me just try again. Uh, okay, welcome. Uh, to the Wolf and Out podcast, where uh, comedian Tom Davis and myself take a sideways glance at the events of the week, usually with some pretty light-hearted results. Uh, obviously, joining me, the Owl, or Meshwagon Nathan, as he always does, is my uh, wolf in command, my my right my right hand canine. It is Tom Davis. Hello, Tom. Hello, hello, Ramesh. Enjoying. Thanks for having me here again. Such a um, <laughs> such a tree every week, uh, sitting down and analysing the world as it stands today. It's yeah. so much fun, and, and, and what a week it's been I, for many people out there. Sorry, we 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 finished with this bit, haven't we? I, I, I was happy. <laughs> you know I was happy to do it for you, the whole you, hour. <laughs> I would have done it for. Do you know that's that's basically just a glimpse inside the fucking future for us. That's what oh, the yeah. wolf an hour will be like in two thousand thirty-eight. Yeah. It would just be. Yeah, what'll happen is gradually, senile, like stupid old guys. Yeah, what happens gradually. 
sort of as it goes on and, and, and we sort of become more and more desperate to do it, other people are getting involved. Have you thought about sort of swearing less? And we go, oh, yeah, OK, I don't think that takes away from it. Yeah, we can swear. But have you thought about sort of being a little less <laughs> honest on it? And yeah, yeah, OK. Have you thought about having some format points where you sort of maybe you've got like a bit where you talk about sort of hobbies and stuff? Yeah, yeah, we could do it. And then eventually we have this sort of dribbling fucking jizz of an over-formatted piece of shit that we're both clinging on to. Opening with a... I'm going to be talking about my allotment and Tom is going to talk about how to make the perfect egg sandwich. So, so Tom, just sort of first up, um, green beans, not as easy as everybody thinks they are to grow. Is that right? <laughs> well, actually, what I should know, the green bean is actually quite hard. I mean, the trouble is with growing a green bean in this country is you're completely committed to the soil and to the weather. You've got a month window. Uh, uh, I thought you I'd sounded slightly. Nice I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I think you sounded slightly too sexy to be to be a gardener guy. There, you, no. suffered. you had a bit of Mate, an edge. To you've you. known me a long time. It's fucking hard for me not to sound sexy. <laughs> it's really <laughs> that is that you know, like you've you know, you know, like people have uh, like sort of a bit of kryptonite. That yeah. is mine. Like if I call up. Uh, and I complain about something. I've really, really got a struggle not to sound too sexy. Uh, I've got that sort the of the number of times, <laughs> the number of times I've worked, I've worked with you, and um, just constantly because I get, I sometimes get notes like "be bigger." Uh, maybe you can deliver the line in a way that's sort of even approaching convincing stuff like that. Whereas you, you tend to get, <laughs> you tend to get notes like, uh, "Can you just look? Can you just sort of dial down the sexy a little bit, like?" It just doesn't sort of yeah. work for the comedy of this. There's three of us who are in a, like a WhatsApp group, and it's me, Joanna Lumley, and Charlize Theron. We've all get that's that's our club. Yeah, like, yeah. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be one hell of a sexy. fucking Mad Max sequel. That one. <laughs> George Clooney left recently because he just did stop sounding sexy. <laughs> so listen, we got we got to talk about the fact that there was no bonus episode. Now we're both. We're both responsible for this. What happened was is that Tom had started on um, Tom had started on King Gary this week. I was doing Ranganation, and then we ended up just. And we, I suppose, you know, we could have done a bonus episode, but it was so we were so knackered. Yeah, it just would have been it would have been unbearable. I think. I think as well that we have to, like, you know, we we, we we're both aware that you know we need to be have have our fighting mode on, like when we step into the cage that is the wolf and the owl. And we have to be mind ready to really crack a crack a lacquer on that thing. And uh, yeah, I think I certainly felt that I wasn't ready to sort of go toe to toe with the owl uh, this week uh, in such in such a hench way. But but to everyone who missed the episode, I send my apologies and my faith. Yeah, thank you so much for both of those messages. Um, <laughs> what I was going to say to you is you is. Um... <laughs> So to Ryan and Abby, um, I'm really sorry. Uh, I know that you both missed. <laughs> yeah, to to Ryan and my mum, I'm so sorry we couldn't get around to doing it, but we are doing a bonus one today. Provided your internet holds out, we've got a real fucking your internet is an absolute fucking shambles. Yeah, so this is a big shout out to BT. Go fuck yourself, um, and I don't say it lightly. BT have basically got me over a barrel at the moment, so I am changing my network. Uh, um, my my broadband uh, guys uh, and they'll go over to Sky Sky Broadband um, controversial if there's any controversy on that hit us up Wolf and our pod 
at gmail.com. Um, that is, that's the place to, and Ramesh can go through those things. But why, why, why is that, why is that controversial? Why is that controversial? I'm just trying to be edgy. Like, you know, edgy comics. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Got just, I always thought BT is like the pure one, right? Yeah, but occasionally you do get like every now and again when I sort of say a oh, new episode of League of Their Own is out or Rob Romish versus out, I'll get a message going, uh, no, thank you. I don't watch that fucking poison channel. Oh, really? Good luck enjoying the corporate dollar, you slut, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, every now and again. I mean, it doesn't bother <laughs> you me. But, um, <laughs> yeah. I think, I think, I, I don't think. <laughs> you slut. That's such a brilliant like. <laughs> You're like so unslutty. <laughs> like you're sitting there and you're stuck into suspenders. <laughs> like seething. <laughs> no, but I think I think they mean like I'm like a a TV slut just sort of bending over and getting the old fucking do you know what I mean? I don't know about that, man. I, yeah. I, I all I know is that when I phoned up British Telecom, uh and I you know, I I used to believe that stood for something British Telecom. The guy was basically said to me that uh until I sign a new contract for, by the way, their their deal was awful. That that my internet connection will be off, just be terrible. It'll be woeful. And I said, look, mate, I've got a very important business that I do upon this this broadband, um, aka a podcast. He asked what podcast. Uh, I said that um, it was the Wolf and Owl with Romesh Ranganathan. Uh, he didn't know about it, which was hopefully now he might listen. Uh, he was actually very helpful, but he just couldn't give me a better deal. So I shopped around and spent a day phoning about. Uh, for, uh, th- now I'm actually genuinely turning into that boy and prick. I spent the day just phoning around and uh, yeah, I mean, really, I, I'm, I'm sort of, I'm sort of. Uh... Actually, what you find is um, they, in, in many ways, they need you more than you need them. So don't feel, don't feel afraid to really sort of push that angle and say, look, if you don't give me the deal I want, I will look elsewhere. We've basically become those fucking consumer pricks. So, guys, no, seriously, you're under no obligation to keep in the same place that you've always been when it, when it comes to your broadband uh, provider. You know what I find so funny? That is, is, that's, that's where I'm at, love. You know what I find so funny is when you, like, uh, when um, you phone up to renew your phone. Mobile phones uh, have been a fucking absolute rip-off for such a long time, right? And all these deals where they pretend that they're doing you a favour when they're actually fucking bending you over. It's so incredible, right? And then you phone up at the end of your contract and you go, um, you, you, you actually, every time I manage to fool myself that I've got one over on EE when I phone up, just sort of like, um, now, listen, I need a, I need a new iPhone. Uh, my contract's expired. If you, don't, if you don't give me the phone for the price I want, I will look elsewhere because there are other networks. And then it's like they're trained to make you feel like you're getting a deal. Yes, sir. Well, I can give you this iPhone and we can, uh, I can uh, get rid of the £60 charge. You really do have my arm up against my back here. It really is incredible, the deal that you're getting out of me. Oh, my gosh. I probably won't be able to come into work tomorrow because of the deal you've got out of me. You really are quite the negotiator, <laughs> sir. And so that is that is 24-month contract uh plus the insurance for the phone because as you said you wanted it protected on top of the on top of the data bundle that you've uh, signed up to every month my gosh you really have got yourself a bargain i'm surprised the company can run with shrewd operators like you mr ranganathan and then i just put the fo- I put, put the phone down walk over to lisa and go you might want to have sex with me now because i am a fucking business maverick 
so Mate, pathetic. You, um, no, I know you too well. You'd be on the other end of the phone to the guy going, you've really got me over a barrel, and you're going... Look, I don't bear you any malice, mate, but uh, when Ron McGregor opens <laughs> after a deal, he will get a deal. You know, actually, I'll tell you, jumping on this when it comes to salesmen, um, like, this is just actually like something, even now it makes me just feel sad and my arms slump a bit, is that the fucking biggest time I had my pants pulled down was buying a lawnmower. Like, I genuinely loathe that guy, loathe him. So I went into um, buy a lawnmower. I had no idea. I'd never had a lawn before. And I said to him, look, mate, what's the best one I could possibly get? Uh, and he was like, I, he saw in the whites of my eyes how inexperienced I was, how pathetic I was. So I had no real, you know, don't get me wrong. Other stuff in home base, I'm fucking, uh, you know, I can fly about and I've got a little, but but lawns and gardening, I'm not there for that. Right. So he uh, he turns around and I was like, oh, I, I like the look of this one without the cable. He said, oh, you know, that's a big fad, the cable, this lawnmower. You, you know, get a cable, you'll get more power. So he talks me into getting a cable lawnmower. And this is going out to anyone who's looking for buying a lawnmower. Don't ever fucking do it. It's the worst fucking... You know what? I actually had I had fantasies about mowing a lawn. Having, finally having a lawn of my own that I could... And I loathe it now. I'll get out... Like, at some point today, I've got to do it. And it's... Have you ever tried to mow a lawn with a fucking lead? You're, ju- you're uh, skipping, falling over it. You're putting it over your head. You're trying to fucking keep it tight. And literally every time I do it, I just look at flashbacks of his fucking arrogant little face with an earring in 2019, just smiling. And I know as I walked out of it, he just went, we'll definitely, I will, if dickheads like him keep on, come, keep on coming in, we will get rid of all the cabled fucking lawnmowers. Like, yeah. it's just, just, just walking, like, out yeah. the, walking out the store with the cable trailing behind you. Automatic door <laughs> shutting on your cable. You just, oh no, sorry, whoops, let me just, let me just scoop that up. Mate, it's, it's so bad, man. It's like, like the truth is, look, I don't want to be out of order to people that work in retail, okay? I, I, I realise it's a tough job. I worked in Sunglass Up for years, right? And, and I know what it's like, right? But I remember I, I, get, I get enraged just so easily, like now and again, right? Like we went into, I went into a shop to buy... A TV, like a little TV for my, for one of our kids, right? He's got he got we got yeah. he's got an Xbox. He needed a, a, his TV had broken, so we went in and we're looking for like the cheapest TV they've got. I walk in and I go, uh, I found the one, and I go to him, "Have you got this, mate? Can I get this?" And he goes, um, "We checked on his little thing, and he went and got it in stock." And then that was it. That's, that that is that was the end of our interaction. He went, "We ain't got it in stock," and honestly. <laughs> I, I, the, the, I, I just, I, I turned into such a fucking old man. I went, so are you not going to even suggest an alternative? Are you not going to apologise for having that out on display? with it? And the guy, the guy, of course he's not, because the guy doesn't give a fuck about that job. Do you know what I mean? Like, what, why am I expecting this guy to fucking fall? Oh, oh my gosh. Sorry, guys. Guys, can we just stop? If you're serving any other customers, there's a guy here looking for the cheapest television yeah, in the bro, entire bro, 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 store. Bro, bro, bro. That's what they should fucking do. Let me give everyone some fucking advice and let me get deep here, right? If you go to a fucking hardware shop, look around for some geezer who looks like he's from the Wicker Man. Look for someone who's like fucking old and fucking knowledgeable about everything that's under that. Like, what I do is I fucking, I'll look at someone who looks quite cool and quite edgy. He's got some fucking blonde tips. He's got an earring. He's got no place in fucking home base. He should be fucking working in fucking JD Sports. He doesn't care. You've got to find the people who get. So if you're going for a TV, you don't look at You've done the same thing as me because me and you are the same people, right? 
me and you will basically just be fucking dragged into an orbit with someone who we hope thinks that we're cool because we've got enough money to buy a TV or a fucking lawnmower. What we don't want to do is go to the geekiest guy there who'll know everything about TVs. And you go, oh, yeah, my son Alex, well, he, he wants a TV for his room. What's it for, mate? Oh, it's just for playing the Xbox on. Well, here we go, mate. This is the best one for that. What me and you have done is we've gone to the people that we think we wanted to hang out with. Because me and you, by the way, would be great in retail. I don't know, you wouldn't, we wouldn't be in the same shop, but we'd work on the same industrial state. I would probably work at B&Q or Homebase. Yeah, and I'd be, I guess, I guess what you're saying is I'd be at PC World or something, I'm assuming. <laughs> no, I was going to um, say Savers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, do you know I what, respect- though? I, I do think you've got a point, but except I think there's a middle ground between what you're talking about, right? Because when I went to get that TV, I went to a guy that obviously was just doing his job and I respect that and you're just trying to, you know, you're doing whatever. I, I, I respect, if, you, if you're doing a job and you're not putting your all into it, I totally understand, right? I fucking get it. I, I, most of my jobs in my life, I've done that, right? Now, I know you're taking your head, Tom, but people, having a job that you like is a privilege, right? It's, you're you're lucky. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah. so if, you, if you're doing your job and you don't give a shit, fair play to you, do you know what I mean? So, so you're right, I shouldn't have gone to that geezer. But the other end of the scale, can it be equally as bad? You know, when you go up to somebody and go, I'm looking for a team. Okay, well, so what exact spec are you looking for? Well, I just want it for my son to play PlayStation. Okay, well, how do you how do you anticipate you're going to be connecting that? Um, do you think you're going to be using HDMI or do you think you're going to be using a super HDMI, which can work with this type of TV? <laughs> But on some occasions, what you actually find is the pixelation gets so much, it could actually burn the screen because the graphics are too good. That's actually, that's actually what can happen. That has happened to people I know. Oh, I don't want to fucking get involved with that kind of chat. No, but I do. Do you know, I get a real rush out of someone who really enjoys their job. Like, genuinely, like whatever it is, I get a rush out of it. So if I go into, like, PC World, I will now, I'm like, look, that lawnmower thing burnt me. Burn me bad. I'd sooner be in there for an hour and a half with someone who's giving me a load of waffle rather than me having to buy six of everything. That's the worst of it. I've got six different fucking things to put a TV on the wall because I've got talked into six different ones. And when I try and take them back, I've opened them, tried to put the TV in the wall, and I can't take them back anymore. So if I'd just gone to the geeky oh guy and gone, you know well, what? Uh, putting... Listen, listen, listen. But listen, Tom, you open one and it's wrong, then fine, take it back to the shop. If you've got to the point where you've opened the packet on six of those things, that's you. That's on you, mate. Okay, that is on you. Not learning a fucking lesson. All right. I just, I just imagine you opening one. Uh, that, oh, that didn't fucking work. Let me get the second one open. Oh no, that's that's a fucking disaster. Let me get the third one open. Right, hold on, Catherine. No, hold on, hold on. six at the same time. Hold on, Catherine. Hold on, Catherine. Fourth one. Fourth time lucky. Let's have a look. Oh, oh, fuck. It's happened again. Let me just. Hold on. No, let me. Honestly, if it, it, it definitely odds are the fifth one will work. Oh, fuck me. No, no. I can't believe it. Okay, no. Listen, number six. Number six. Lucky six. Come on, Catherine, my girl. We could do. Oh, no. What are the chances? The gods of TV bracketing are angry with me for some unknown reason. I was seething, seething with them. And I kept on having to go in with these fucking unpacked things. Oh, we can't take that back. Um, are, you, are you sure you got the size of the TV right? Yes, definitely right. It's so embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. This is the tip to do. Whenever you walk into a shop, go, have you got anyone here who's insufferable for everyone they work with and no one wants to eat lunch with them because they're so boring? Yes. Can you send them over so they can tell me what I'm going to buy? 
That's what you want. So they can finally meet their uh, coordinating personality in, in, in entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> do you do research before you buy stuff? I do, do you know what? I don't actually. Right, if you go. Yeah, I don't really. And, and, and I'm a bit bad for that because like... My brother, for example, my brother is really hot on like getting a bargain or whatever. He's like really good at it. And I, I sort of, I do, I do admire it in a way. But also the other thing that I think comes with that slightly is that my brother will sometimes, he'll check the price of something after he's bought it. And then if he finds out, you know, like a month afterwards, and like say it's gone down in the sale, he'll be gutted about it. I, I don't want yeah, I to, I, I don't, the truth is I don't give enough of a shit really because I sort of, I sort of think if you want a TV or you want something, you want it quick, right? Like, you, you know, you don't want to, yeah. I, I don't want to fuck around. So, like, I sort of do a quick cursory Google. But even when you do that, right, I tell you, it's, it's like magic. It happens every single time, right? Is you Google it and it goes, this TV or this thing is the absolute best one you can get. And you, you scroll down, it's like five people going fucking life changer, game changer this, right? So you go and buy it, you go back. And then you're looking at something else on the internet later on. You click onto that thing that you haven't, where you haven't closed the tab down. And then all of those reviews, now that you've bought the thing, will have changed, right? For some reason, it's some magic in the internet where it shows you the real thing, where it goes, this is actually a con, this. Absolute ripoff. Furious about yeah. my... It always happens like that, man. It's so I I go too much in... I'm like your brother. I go too much into a rabbit. I've... Like literally, will go. So if I if I'm looking to book a hotel, to go somewhere nice, right? Yeah, I will go and nearly read. I'll read nearly every review, like on TripAdvisor. I will scour through them, and if and I'll just remember the bad ones, like 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 me and you joke about when it comes to anything, right? I will literally focus on those bad ones. It would be someone like you know, oh, you know, we traveled all the way from the US. We stayed at this place. It was an awful fucking you know, a terrible time. Service was bad. I've literally read fifty that are going. The service is amazing, but I've read someone who's fucking from some shit on state in America, and I'm like, oh no, he had an awful time. So will we. That's the like, like I get into like a proper and like even on Amazon now, I read all the reviews. I can be buying some fucking like something. I brought a hose adapter because of the lawnmower. I brought a hose adapter, and I spent nearly four hours reading reviews about hose adapters. And I thought it's a fucking hose adapter. What what you know what what could go wrong? But like you know, people are saying, "Oh, the plastic's not great. It hasn't got you know, you know, you can't push this much pressure." Well, like, how much pressure am I putting for a fucking hose? Like, like that's where I end up going through review. After yeah, it. but do you know, I, I, I do. So on Amazon, I will like have a quick look through because every now and again, on Amazon, you get something where the product is good, but then you read a review on Amazon and it goes. Um, Thought I was buying a thought I was buying a lamp. When I opened it, it was just a dead hamster. Something's going wrong with the supplier. You know, like there's always some sort of weird fucking thing going on. So I'll, I'll do a cursory check for that, mate. This is mental, though, right? So I, when I was going to Australia a few years ago, I um I was doing I was, I was doing a, a Melbourne comedy festival. On the way out, I'd taken my laptop with me. So Lisa didn't have a she didn't have any laptop or anything she wanted one. We'd been thinking about getting one for a bit. So as a little nice little surprise. I ordered one to be delivered to her, like for after I was gone, right? Like a couple of days after, right? Help her getting on the dating websites while I'm out, you know what I mean? And, uh, anyway, so I, I, I got a flight to Australia, and I'm waiting for her to, I'm waiting for her to have the reaction. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm waiting for her to go, oh my god, you got me a laptop, thank you so much, right? Or whatever, you know, she doesn't have to say thank you so much. I don't, I, I'm making the suggestion there that I'm a pretty abusive husband there, but 
Um, anyway, the point is, I, I, I'm waiting for her to tell me she's got the laptop. Four or five days go past, right? She's not, she's, not, she's not said anything about it, right? So then I look on Amazon and it says delivered. And then I click on a thing and I said, and, and it's got her signature. It, like I click on the right. thing. So it's her signature, it's accept it, right? So I phone up Lisa and I go, have you, have you got a laptop? Like, because I ordered you a laptop completely, you know, I didn't want to do that, but I, you know, she forced my hand. Lost your mind. Forced yeah. my hand. I was in Melbourne. I didn't adjust the time difference for the entire month that I was there. That was causing me madness. But anyway, so. I, I bet you were an absolute joy to be around. Oh, mate, I basically existed in Melbourne for a month on British, on London time. <laughs> Fucking hell. It's so stupid. And then I'd turn up. <laughs> And like Phil Jupis was doing the same venue as me. And he goes to me, I go to him, what you've been up to? And he goes, uh, yeah, I went to check the galleries out, took a tram down to blah, blah, blah. And then I go, what are you up to? What did you get up to today? So, I, well, I woke up an hour and a half ago. I ate some of the vegetable dumplings that were left in my, on the tray that I'd eaten the previous night for breakfast. And then I came down here. <laughs> and I'll still be up at five o'clock this morning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's when I yeah. head to bed. Watching old episodes of The Sopranos. Yeah, just watching the American office for the ninth time. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I phoned Lisa, go, you got a laptop? I said, I sent you a laptop. And I said, it says you signed for it, but you haven't got it. She goes, I haven't got a laptop. I was like, what? And then she goes, I did sign for something the other day. She goes, let me go get it. She goes, and I was thinking, is this what her life is now? She just doesn't open boxes for her. Anyway, she goes to me, it's this. I just assumed it was a mistake. She opens it, she opens it up on the phone and it's a fucking blank greeting card, right? What? That's the thing she signed for, a blank greeting. It's just a blank, like, birthday card. So I'm thinking somebody's, like, felt that it's like a laptop. Whoever's delivering it has felt like it's a laptop. And they've just, um, they've just nicked it. Thank you. Yeah, tick, tick. yeah. But I just thought this is like a, this, this can't work as a crime because I've got a tracking number and all this shit and I'll know who was the one. So anyway, I phone up, I phone up Royal Mail and they go, we'll look into it for you. We're going to investigate it. And they get back to me, like, a few hours later and they go, no, that is what you ordered. Basically, the transaction looks like I've ordered a, a laptop and they've sent me a greetings card. Like, you know, the the gre- How does that work? What? I don't know. I don't know. So so then I get in touch. But no, you paid for a laptop. I paid for a laptop. Yeah, I paid for a laptop. And you got a greeting card. And, and, and on Amazon, the thing that was like the, the item number and all of that was for what Lisa signed for and what she signed for was a greeting card, right? So I was like, what the fuck is going on here? So then I get in touch with Amazon and I go... Um, I've just bought a really expensive greeting card from you and I just want to sort of know what the hell's going on. Um, and then they just emailed me back, honestly, within 10 minutes and they went, oh, sorry about that, we've refunded you. But, like, no explanation what? or anything. So, like, I reckon it's something that happens quite a lot, right? I reckon somebody at the warehouse or somebody along that supply chain has, has nicked it or something untoward has happened. But Am- what is a scam, mate? It's a scam. Yeah, but Amazon is so massive, they just go, fuck yeah. it, we'll just refund it. Do you know what I mean? Like, they just sort that of... is genuinely, like, yeah. I mean, I've ordered tat off there, which, I've, I mean, not to that extent, stuff that I thought was going to be really good and ended up being shit and breaking within fucking a couple of days. Have you? Do you write reviews on uh, <laughs> Amazon stuff? No, I don't. I mean, that's part of the reason why I don't tend to read too many reviews, because I'm a bit suspicious of the thought process that gets you to the point where you're sat at a keyboard writing a review of something you've bought. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's a low, mate. It's a low. <laughs> you know, actually, one of, the, one of the saddest points of my whole fucking life, genuinely. So 
when we moved into this house, I sort of had this intention of sort of like, you know, you know what, I'm going to, I know, you know, I worked in a building trade for a long time. Yeah, you know, I know bits. And do you know what I mean? I'm going to try and be, you know. Um, so I thought, you know, I got myself like toolkit, like drill, you know, all those bits and bobs. Um, and when we moved in, the guy said, one of the things he said, be careful. Yeah, you know, we all know this. Don't hit any pipes. Don't hit any, um, don't hit any electric mains, you know, any, any wiring around the back of the walls, right? So I go on Amazon and uh, I buy a, um, like a, what are the things, the scanner thing you put on the link, like a stud finder type thing. Uh, and you, oh, you yeah, rub yeah, it on yeah. the wall. It, yeah, yeah, to take stuff, right? Yeah. So I read the reviews. It's, it's getting amazing reviews. I'm like, this one, yeah, it looks great. Um, and I buy it, I get it over, like get home. I'm genuinely how long so- did you How long did you spend right, reading the reviews on this thing? About an hour. I, I went through quite a lot of them. You know, I was, okay. and I, no, not just that I read okay. other ones. And it, like, you know, what I've learned now, by the way, this is just a healthy tip. If it says like 5,000 reviews and it's got four and a half stars, that'll give you a fuck. Don't go into a rabbit hole of reading them because that's what I was doing. You know, don't fucking wade through the long grass. You know, your, your evidence is there. So I buy this thing and I'm like, oh, this is going to be amazing. I can't wait. Like a kid, pathetic at Christmas. I unwrap it. I'm like, yeah, I can't wait to get this running on the wall. So I run it along where I know a pipe is, it beeps and where a wire is. And then I'm putting up some uh, lights. And I start running it along the ceiling. It beeps for fucking everything. Everything, right? And then I'm sort of like trying it on the floor. It's just beeping. I try different settings. It's just fucking beeping. Like, like, like it's fucking, like it's fucking with me. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know if you have, you, you have this, like with inanimate objects, but I'm like, this is genuinely, like, this is so pathetic. <laughs> My wife's out at the time and I'm doing this and I'm going through and I'm trying to put these pictures and I'm, it's beeping and it's beeping. I'm like, why are you doing this to me? I'm a nice person. <laughs> I say this to a stud finder. <laughs> why would you do this to me? What have I done to you? It's an animal object. <laughs> no, it's not going to go, sorry, mate. No, yeah, I read the situation wrong. I was having a joke. I'm new here. <laughs> right? So I'm running it around and it's just beeping everywhere. And I just like lost my shit of it. And I just like I just threw it on the floor. And then I threw it in the bin. So I couldn't send it back. It was broken. Right. Um, and I was just seething, seething, right? And I thought, right, yeah, I'll fucking show. I'm going to write an, uh, a review on Amazon. <laughs> and oh I God. wrote a review that was so, I'd have to find it. It was so pathetic. It was like, um, um, called the best stud finder, like the worst stud finder. <laughs> I've brought this for my new home. It's ruined my day. And I, I just wrote this really like, yeah, I, probably you know, probably other things going on in my head at the time. Money issues, can I pay the mortgage, all of that stuff. I'm a bit of more than I can chew by this house. Do I need a house inside? And it's all just fucking acclimatised with fucking just going two feet in on a fucking stud finder. Oh, you, you know, absolute prick, mate. Absolute prick, like a wind-up mansion. Do not buy. Do not, and, and capital letters underlined, do not buy. Do not buy. Absolutely seething with it. But I actually found it quite, the whole thing quite cathartic. So, like at the end of it, like when Catherine got home, I was. I, hold on. When, when you told Catherine what you'd done, what, what did she say? Oh, she was just like, well, firstly, she said, well, you could have sent it back. Where is it? And I said, I threw it on the floor and I kicked it. And that's, that's in the bin. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, if Lisa came home and found that I'd written an Amazon review, of a product I bought after smashing it in a rage. I think she'd probably stage some sort of intervention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, the worst thing is, well, Catherine's oh, you've had a tiz. 
It's such an emotional. Do you know what Lisa does that? She, she like if I get pissed off about something, she'll go, I'll just wait for you to calm down a bit, shall I? I oh, like, yeah, that's it's the worst. so it's like a fucking fucking toddler. Or or, yeah. or I'll, I'll be in, I'll be annoyed about something, and then later on, I've sort of a bit a lot later on in the day, I'll sort of pop in and say, You're right, she go, Come down from your little mood, have you? Like that. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, and then you just got to like relax your shoulders, go and write a review about saying else. <laughs> Mate, do you know what that thing about you going about you talking to an inanimate object? I have that every now and again with just situations where. It wasn't with an inanimate object. I've got this really vivid memory. I'm sorry to bring it back to this to- toilet stuff, but I remember driving to a gig in Nottingham, right? And right. I just finished school. Like, I was still teaching. And I-, I was driving up to Nottingham straight after school. Like, so I was pushing it. Do you know what I mean? Finished school at four, got to be on stage at eight, right? So it's a bit of a, a, bit of a tight one. So I'm j- I, jump, I, jump, I jump in the car and I'm driving. And I just, I need a shit so badly, right? Like, just it just comes over me, just consumes my every molecule of my being right and it happens so instantly and then just as i'm driving and i'm needing a shit i can't see any services or any signs for services or anything right it's like it's going to be fucking ages right and i'm sitting there thinking there is it's becoming a very real possibility now that i am going to shit myself in this car right or i'm gonna have to like or i'm gonna have to pull over and like squat in, I mean, you talk about the long grass. It's not very long grass on the motorway verges there. So, oh, might as well shit on the road if you're going to go into the grass there. So I'm just driving along, and, and I was so desperate, and I was so in pain, I was so in agony. I just went, I just, I just, I'm just trying to make it in comedy. Well, come on. <laughs> mate, it's so shameful. So, like, I know that feeling. I have. Do you know? You, I mean, you seem to have got past it. I still have it with I have it. I I took up golf for for enjoyment, right? I took up golf, and this is the same thing because you. I know what you're like. I took. I I ended. I ended up having rows with myself. Like you're pathetic. Yeah. Why did you take up this game? What you idiot? Why did you take up a game where there's so many different te- technicalities? You take up bowls, you fucking silly fat prick. It's genuinely like I've been to like counselling and and therapy over the years, right? For like you know various things, and one of the things they always say to me is, "You got to get control of your inner voice, right? Your inner voice." I always, I've talked about this in the past. Your, it, my inner voice is a bastard, right? And you and I share this that our inner voice is an absolute prick, right? And a lot of people have this, but yeah, I wish it was just restricted to my inner voice. The way that I speak to myself out loud. It's fucking yeah. insane, mate. I, I will like, I'll be sometimes like going, I'll be like going to do something and go, well, why would that ever fucking work? You fucking dickhead. You're a fucking idiot. And, and, <laughs> and you, you think you've got the right to walk on here and do this job. And you think you're the, you think, you think you're the best person for this job. You fucking moron. There are, there are a thousand people that could do this better than you. You prick, you piece of shit. I, I was saying to Rob, I was saying to Rob, I once, like, it's not, even like with the physical stuff as well. I, I, we were in South Africa doing, uh, doing the cricket episode and I'd like been eating and drinking really badly. I walked, the bathroom in this, this lodge that we're staying in, South Africa, was like, ma- it was massive mirror, right? I walked to the shower and I just looked 
in the mirror at myself and I said out loud, I hate your body, right? <laughs> Jesus, man. Like to myself out loud, but as if I was talking to someone else. It's mental. Yeah. It's mental, yeah, but And also, like when you say a bastard, like my inner voice isn't a bastard to like anyone else apart from yourself. Correct. Like I, I've got a flat in London, right? And I'm trying to keep it neat just for my mental health and trying to train. And I'm like, for me, for I try to have a little bit of order, right? So I've been drinking like bottles of water, right? And I put them all in the place. I'm like, I need to find somewhere to go. I can put these for recycling, right? So they're on the side and and I've got to grab my like script, my sides for that day. And as I grab the sides, I knock one of the bottles, which not hits all of the bottles. So all of the bottles are just falling over the floor. And it's, I literally had a, like a proper breakdown of going, um, why would you do that to like, like, oh, why, why would I, a thousand times I could have picked up that script and I wouldn't have hit those water bottles and they're just all falling over the floor. And then I'm trying to get them and then a the plate's falling over. And then I'm just like, why me? Like, and in the end I went, you, this is, this is, this is my fucking version of what you said. Right. I looked down and there's a plate on the floor and there's an old bit of fucking toast with her. I've eaten toast with some fucking Marmite peanut butter that's stuck to the fucking ground now. There's bottles all over the gaff. And I just went, you deserve to live like a pig. In my head, I was like, you tried to do it nice. You tried to be reasonable, but you don't. You, you clearly can't live like that. That's not for you. You deserve rubbish and litter strewn around the floor. And then, do you know what? That's how I live for the remaining three or four days. I'd fucking finish with a pair of pants and just leave. I'd been folding them and putting them in my bag for dirty washing. That isn't you anyway. You can't, you're not right for that life. It's so frustrating. Oh, God. Ever so frustrating. Oh, let me, and while we're talking about poos, by the way, this is just something to ready yourself for. This is one of the lowest points of my week is uh, I was dying for a shit on set, right? And you, you know as well, me and you, are, you know, we joke yeah. about this, but when you're filming stuff, you're in someone else's house filming or you know and you're very oh anxious. god I, oh god this is awful yeah, and it's yeah. it's not just me and you there when we're filming gary or, or, or me and laura no. or whatever there's a crew of 40 people everyone's been amazing when it comes to the covid the social distancing but we're in a house it's fucking you know pretty di- difficult to fucking get that you know and number one one of my biggest bugbears i don't know where you stand on this is the downstairs toilet doesn't have a lock-in so yeah. there's no lock in a downstairs toilet and I, I don't know. That seems to be like a thing. I, I, I don't understand why. So, should I tell you what? Should like, I tell you why it's a thing? Go on. Do you know why it's a thing? Go on. Because you're not supposed to shit in the downstairs toilet. Yeah, no. But even if you're having a piss, people walk. Do you know two people walked in just... the other day on me having a wee on set? It was so embarrassing. Like, <laughs> so embarrassing. Oh, sorry. And then you know that that you know that it's just like I'm like, why not put a fucking lock there? So I went, oh, they might have children. I went, put a fucking lock on the top of the door then so they can't reach it. Because for anyone who's coming into this, like, I wouldn't have a shit in like, you know, we all know I've been here with the potpourri story. But this is, so this is the end to this, right? We have, uh, I mean, you have trailers that we use, right? That we get changed in and we have for our, but anyway, so I went, oh, at least you can go back on set. And I went, well, I can't, can I? Because I'm too big to use the, to- the toilet in my fucking trailer. And they were laughing about this. Romish, and I'll show you this, and you, we'll, we'll get we'll get photographic evidence of because it is genuinely funny, but it's also very. I'm too big to fit where the toilet's put on this trailer, like genuinely too big. I can't I can't get I can just about piss in it, but I can't actually squeeze between where they put the shower and where they put the toilet. So it's literally, and and I showed a couple of people just to prove this evidence. And you're 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 yeah you're, you're you've got shoulders, you relatively big guy. It's honestly it's. 
I'd, 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 I'd say that you're going to struggle. I know Simon Day did, and you're about the same stamp as him. Okay. Well, look, I, I don't. Honestly, I, don't I, I can see your face already. I don't anticipate. Uh, I would never, ever, ever, ever take a shit in one of those trailers. What? I've done so many. I've done about 150 over the years. I, I don't think I've ever done it. What? Yeah, I, ge- I genuinely what do you don't. do? Think Where do you go? I either sort of, um, I either sort of try and look around or go nearby to see if there's somewhere that's got like a toilet, or I just am in agony for the rest of the day's filming. <laughs> Mate, do you know what? Look, I know that we said that we were going to do a scat special, but I just, I just want to tell this one shit story. Then we'll get into emails. All right, I was doing, I was doing a gig in Southend. Right, yeah. I love, I love Southend. By the way, fucking great place to do gigs. Anyway. Love it. I had had, well, it doesn't matter what I'd had. The problem was, is that my stomach was a little bit funky, right? But I thought I'd got it under control at the tour show. I was doing two, uh, two halves this tour show. I could do the first half, great, had fun, sit in the dressing room, relaxed, stomach issues, all done. I go out to, for the second half. As I'm about to walk onto stage, literally the seconds I'm about to walk onto stage, like the music started, the intro started and everything. I need a shit, uh, like desperately, right? Urgently, right? But I, I, I don't, I can't, I haven't, I've got to make a split second decision there. Do I stop the music, get on the mic and go, I'm going to be five minutes? And we don't know I'm going to be five minutes because I don't know what demon is waiting inside me to, 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 to come out, right? Look, what are your or, Harry Potter monsters? Yeah, fucking Death Eater out the anus. Or do I... Do I just go on stage? Anyway, I panicked and I just went on stage, right? And do you know how, you know how like normally they have this thing called Dr. Theatre, don't they? Where no matter how rough you're feeling or how ill you're feeling or whatever situation you've got, when you get into a performance situation, your body just goes, we're going to make you feel all right until this is finished, right? Do you know what I mean? It's like something weird that happens, right? That did not happen for me. I I felt vividly and strongly that I needed a shit and I was in in agony. And I'm telling you now, first of all, what I'll tell you is this. Normally, when I do a tour show, I'm loose, I'm looking around. If something happens in the room, I start riffing on it. Literally, that day, if somebody could have fucking caught fire, and I would not have deviated from my, my set, right? I, I absolutely just had to wrap this up. Anyway, partway through the thing, I just started thinking to myself, genuinely, I've become so desperate. I genuinely start contemplating the idea of just trying to shit and get away with it. I, I start thinking maybe I can just... <laughs> Oh my guy, my G. <laughs> oh, oh my god, that's such... in the middle of the gig. I was sort of thinking, so what would ha- what would ha- I'm trying to predict what might happen if I say so if I shit, it'll sort of fill my pants. So I probably can't walk as freely as I have been up to this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> And then I start thinking, but no, but then even if I do that, it might go down my legs and then people in the front row might start to smell it. And then (laughs) it's such a fucking low. I mean, literally, that is the low of all low. Why couldn't you have just said, because you'd have got a big laugh if you'd just gone on the mic before you went and got ladies and gentlemen. um, This is Romish jumping in. Uh, I do need a really big poo. um, So just bear with me. 
Could you not? Have Do you done know that? what? Do you know what, mate? I'm going to be honest with you. That is what I. That's what I would have liked to, have done. and I would happily do that. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm all in favour yeah. of just being very honest with the audience. And like, like you said, it's a funny. It's a funny thing. It's not like I'm fucking like some. I've not. I've not got to be cool. Do you know what I mean? I'm just like a a comic. So I could just say I just want to go and have a shit. But the timing of it was like. As the music started and I got introed on, it was like, oh, do yeah, I need yeah, it? Do yeah, I need yeah. a shit? And then as yeah. I walked on, I mean, the truth is though, I could have walked. What would have been hilarious if I walked on and just gone? I didn't realise I need a shit, and I do see in five minutes, and then just walk straight back off again. But yeah, I don't know because it's easier for a comic than it is a singer. Because if you Katy Perry or like Pink or someone in that situation, yeah, like, or Bruce Springsteen, hey everybody, I need a pool. So. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but when but when I come back, I'll do Born in the USA like three times. Yeah, I'll come back and then you're going to blow your mind out. You know what I think, actually, I mean, we're, we're getting dragged into the shit talk again. Um, yeah, you know who I think broke down, and this is a big shout going out to Gary Lineker, because I think he broke down a lot of walls when it comes to sort of people shitting themselves and shit going down, you know, when he did it on the pitch. And I think he, you know, we should all fucking... Bow, bow down to for, for, to Gary for a lot of reasons, but that's one one of the things I respect most about him. That's one of the things you respect most about him. Yeah, that he had a stomach problem and shat on the pitch. That's one of the things you respect yeah, most but, about him. Yeah, that he told everyone about it. So it's like, uh, you know what? Well, he had to if tell I'm everyone. Ever, about it. He was wiping his ass on the turf. Yeah, but he did it with in a way that now there's times when if I will think about life and go, if you shit yourself, Gary Lineker did it. That's fine. Arguably the greatest goal scorer, you know, of our country, probably one of our best broadcasters. He shat himself in front of millions of people, and he's still one of the coolest people that we have. So if he can do that, a big doofus like me shits himself, and that would be the thing I'd say. Gary Lineker did it, and look, look what he's become. He he hosts match of the day. I'm going to tell you something now. I love Gary Lineker. I think he's absolutely brilliant. He was a great servant for the country, uh, as you said, one of the greatest. Uh, goal scorers that we've ever seen. If I'd shat myself on stage in South End, thinking about Gary Lineker having done it previously, would have done absolutely nothing for my mental state. No, I think, but that's the thing that Gary's done. If that's what I'd say to look, mate. There's a lot for me and Gary to talk about when I see him. A lot, you know. King Gary is one of the reasons I call Gary is because Gary's a bastion name, and that's because of Gary Lineker, right? But if I was to meet Gary Lineker, I would have a beer with him. I'd have a little bit of a laugh with him. And then I'd say, can I just have a quiet word away from like, you know, wherever we're at, the sports personality of the year awards or the BAFTAs and, you know, or maybe I bumped into him sort of in Cafe Nero. I'd say, can I just say something? Anytime I worry about my shit myself, I think about you and the confidence eroded from you and that you, it was everything turned out okay. And I think a lot of us can find solace in that. So thank you. Okay, I've got three or four things I want to ask about that. Yep. Uh, first of all, um, you and I have talked about interactions with people in the past. Yeah. And then, so, so, and you think it's okay. No, saying what you've just said to me, what you've said to me over the past few episodes of Wolf and Owl about your interactions with members of the public, you would say if you bumped into Gary Lineker, Gary Lineker just trying to get on with his own life, Cafe Nero, arguably even worse than if you saw him at the BAFTAs or Sports Personality of the Year, you would, you would ask to take him to one side so that you could have a chat with him? No, I'd chat to him for a bit. I'd talk about you, the easy you'd chat stuff. To him for a, yeah, you'd chat to him for a bit, and then that's not good enough for you. You'd go, look, can you come over here? And then I, I'm going to tell you what Gary would say, Tom. I'm going to tell you what Gary would say. He'd say no, okay? 
he would say no because he doesn't know you. Right? He might say yes. Yeah, but I would put a no, look, I'm not gonna go in fucking tough straight away talking about him shitting like the poo thing that, that he's a beacon of hope. I firstly would shake his hand shake him by the hand and say, Thank you for the goals. Thank you for the goals. Okay. <laughs> then I would so say you've, you've already you've already uh, so you, they I would say you've already marked yourself out as a weirdo, but go on. Then, then I'd say to him, um, how yeah, have you found up like, making a move from a footballer into a broadcaster and um, what car are you driving? Like, I'll probably make for a job a couple of compliments so he knows that I'm a nice guy. I'd say, well, nice socks, mate. It, uh, you know, just have a little bit of a chin wag. Uh, probably crack a f- few jokes about other people in the room and say, then I'd say when I, he, I have his confidence and I like, I'd say, Gary, can I just, can I, just, uh, you know, I don't. By the, way, by the way, I wouldn't take him into a corridor or something. I'd just pull us away from other people who might be listening. And, you know, actually, being completely frank, I'd say it in front of people, but I just that's more for Gary than me. Mm. And I'd just say, let, let me shake you mm. by the hand mm. and just say to you, mate, thank you. At least if you said it in front of people, that would be sort of a, a nice alert for people around him to not allow you two to be on your own together. Um, but <laughs> yeah. it, you're, it's, such, it's such a time burglar strategy, by the way, that you're demonstrating. You're going to have a chat with him. You're going to ease him into it. It's just, it's just classic, by the way, when you meet someone that you like, this, this, this. I don't know if it's a particularly male thing, but this idea that you're going to banter him into a place where he's just going to go. Do you know what, Tom? I will step to one side of you because you've shown yourself to be a funny and humorous bloke that I think I'd like to hang out with. It's such a fucking such a yeah, male. But you thing. know what I do as well. You what I forgot to say is when what? I walk over, I'll grab him like two, three beers okay. and give him them. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I would also argue that makes it that makes it considerably worse. Tom, we're 50 minutes into this. Do you want to do some emails? Yeah. Yeah, we could do one email now. We're doing a bonus one as well, right, this yeah, week? we are doing a bonus one, yeah. yeah. Okay. So should we do it? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Hit, hit this off with it. All right, do you, want to, do you want to hear a choice? I've picked out a few. Do you want a choice? Go on, mate, yeah. Uh, DIY. Yeah. Uh, something about exercise. Yeah. Something about haircuts. I've not really got much on haircuts, if I'm honest with you. And something about ghosting your friends. Well, let's go. Let's go. Actually, let's go with haircuts. Okay. Let's go with haircuts. All right. This is from uh, Bob from Brum. Brum is Birmingham, just for anyone who didn't know. If you didn't know that, stop listening to this podcast, please. Hey, you've look, by the way, we've got a lot. We're getting more and more people who listen to this podcast from foreign shores. Okay? Yeah, do you so know what? Might not... Actually, I'm going to say you now, you're absolutely right. I was trying to be funny. It was actually quite rude and ignorant of me, so I apologise for that. Yeah. Okay? If you were there yeah. with me and Gary Lineker, he'd be going, oh, yeah, I'll go, let's just get away from Rob. I, ho- I hope he would, because an evening with you and Gary Lineker sounds like absolute fucking hell, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> by the way, if anyone wants to go back and watch A Night with Gary Lineker, it's one of the best shows that Channel 4 have ever produced. Just saying that. Yeah. Um, before we get into this, right, by the way, uh, I do want to talk about the fact that I have had to, in order to get to these emails that we can actually use in the podcast, I've had to trawl through dozens of, of, of emails saying Rom is a sweet soul like with a picture of some fucking prick. <laughs> Thanks to you. How many? How many, so how many, many do you think? Like so many. Right? And 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 the worst thing is it's not even like it's not even like they've listened to you and done it in a nice way. I'll give you an example of some of the people that I've been sent a photo of. Uh Harold Shipman was one. <laughs> Fuck off. But that, that's not my fault. People have I thought genuinely they felt like said well, <laughs> Someone of like Alison Hammond or somebody yeah. who's just got a sweet, lovely way about them. Simon Cowell, I got as another one. Right. Yeah. Darth Vader. 
Jesus. Right, that was genuinely from my place because I was really worried about you, you know, at that point. So I was hoping that they would be really sweet ones. Mm, well, they weren't. Um, okay, so here's, a, here's the email. Dear Wolf for now, first up, love the podcast. It beats, it beats driving in silence as the air was broken on my van. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm looking for your advice and wisdom on two issues, if you could. I've heard you talking about the smash hit Aussie show Married at First Sight, and it sounds pretty crazy. I've been single now for a year and lockdown doesn't help. Facebook has obviously been monitoring this, has been placing adverts all over it, applying for the UK version of the show. Should I do this? If so, how is best yeah, to... Yes, put- do it, do it, do it, do it. Whoa, 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 whoa. What the fuck are you talking about? But we'd know you're an insider then, Rom. That'd be like the FBI. We'd have our own fucking guy inside, Agent Bob. Yeah, yeah, on the UK version of the show. Yeah, I know, but yeah, I mean, I think they're sectioning it up this year. I think it's going to be more like the Australian version. Okay, fine. So you're so when you say do it, do it, do it, you're saying that from a purely selfish point of view. Is that is that? No, I'm just saying it would be great for the listeners. It would be great for me and for Bob. Like we'd have an insider in. We could get him on the show to chat about his experiences. Okay, um, Bob, I'm going to tell you this now. I think you should have a think about that. All right, because it's quite an exposing thing to get involved in. Uh, it, you're 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 put under a microscope. You could possibly come across badly. I'm not saying you shouldn't do it. It might because there's some people that have done it that has absolutely been like the greatest thing ever, right? For them, I'm just saying think about it carefully, have a consideration. But there's no reason why you shouldn't. There's no reason particular why you should. Tom, on the other hand, doesn't give a fuck. As long as you, as long as you stay, stay in touch with us, if you get on the show, he wants you to do it. All right. So, but um, let me just say on Married at First Sight, it's the the last episode is out this uh on monday so big things guys i get a lot of messages so yeah um we don't talk about it as much on the podcast but yeah i'm very looking forward to monday i watch friday's episode buzzing for monday okay well thank you for that tom even further away from giving bob any kind of concrete advice there um bob can i can i give you some can i give you some genuine advice because he said here how should i approach it can i just tell you something do not try and second guess what the producers are looking for, all right? That is my key bit of advice to you. Answer the questions honestly. Do not try and be funny. You can be witty if you want, but don't try and do jokes and don't try and be wacky and think I'm going to stand out by doing this. Just be yourself, be honest, be open on your application. If you don't get chosen, that is the right decision, okay? You might feel like it's not, and you might think, oh, fucking hell, they've chosen a load of people that are going to... I'm telling you now, they know the composition of the show. It's not because you're less funny or you'd be less interesting. There's so many different variables. Please do not take it as an insult if you don't get if you don't get picked. Exactly. Right? That's all exactly. I'm saying. And if I could give you any advice, is try and be like Mick. That's exactly what I'd do. Because Mick's just been himself through the whole thing. Okay. So Oh right, okay. Yeah. But try. don't try and be like yeah. Mick. If you're nothing like Mick, don't be like Mick. The way you delivered that was it couldn't have been a bigger contradiction for what I said. No, no, but that's what I mean. It's like be like Mick in a way that Mick has just been himself. Not be like don't turn up and just be exactly like Mick. Just be exact, yeah, just follow exactly what Are you from Birmingham then, Bob? Yeah, fuck too fucking right. I've got a farm over him. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But um, handle yourself like Mick and be yourself. That, that's that's the biggest okay. uh, evidence I can give you. So, so getting on to the <laughs> getting on to the the hair side of it, my hair has got pretty long and wild with barbers being shut, and I now feel it'd be a waste to cut it to my usual short length when they reopen. Watching the rugby recently, I've noticed that how many are rocking the redneck mullet 
Is this a style you'd recommend for an overweight short guy in his mid-30s? Cheers, Bob from Brum. What do you think, Tom? Bob, own it and live it, my friend. Own it as a bald man who used to have long, glorious hair and uh, curtains. And I cut my hair short for so many years, and it's been one of my big regrets. Uh, Genuinely, if I see someone now who's got a beautiful hairline, but they've cut it short and it's skinhead or... You know, even if they're busting some sort of French crop vibe, um, I just want to go up and shake them and go, just fucking grow it long. Like, just fucking be free. Like, you know, because it's a sad moment in your life. Like, I remember as a kid, you used to be able to go into barbers and you have a picture of like Chris Waddle or someone who's amazing or Gary Lineker and you could, I'd say, oh, can I have my hair like this, please? And you try to barber and he'd put you on a barber's chair and he'd cut your hair somewhat like that and then, you'd feel like a million bucks and then fast forward fucking until you're like 38, 37, 38 and your hair's going and you go in with a picture of Jason Statham and fucking say, can you do my hair like this? And the guy just laughs in your face. Honestly, babe, honestly, it is, it's a low. So enjoy that long hair. Fucking have a mullet. Try it. Fucking experiment, mate. You know, I say to Rob, every, I'm looking at Rob now and he's got this wild, beautiful hair and I'm like, fucking have curtains for a little bit. Can do something amazing with it. Rom's hairline is one of the most glorious things about him, you know. And I look at him with awe. And you know, what what are the five things I love most about Rom? You know, his decency, his swag, and his hair. And then there's two other things which I can't think of at the moment. But his hair is in that <laughs> top five. Um, first of all, Bob, just uh, I would agree with Tom to a point. What I would say is, uh, don't ever take a picture into a hairdresser's with you. Um, regardless of what that picture is, um, you must have. Did you not go in with an old shoot magazine back in the day? You know what I don't. You know what I don't understand about you is as soon as like you get caught on a path now because we talked about Gary Lineker. That is now where all of your references for the rest of the episode have got to come from. No, no, Gary Lineker had cool hair. I mean, I, I could never have it. I did have like a little bit of a mullet for a sure, time. Sure, but I'm t- sure, but I'm telling you now, if we hadn't have talked about Gary Lineker earlier, there's no fucking way you would have brought him up in this conversation. <laughs> It's just classic yeah, Davis. I mean, this. have you seen what he's done with his facial hair? It's very cool and edgy. Yeah, it is very cool. Uh, Gary Lineker, if you want to come on the podcast, please do let us know. We'd love to have you on. Um, Bob, what I would say to you is this. Um, loads of blokes get frozen in a... A lot of people talk about this. Blokes get frozen in a look, right? They 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 get a hairstyle and they get a, uh, an outfit. You know, we see so many blokes, like you go to a pub or something and you see a bloke and he's wearing a Fred Perry top and jeans. And you know that he's been wearing a variation of that exact look and having that exact ha- hairstyle for 20 years, right? Preach, preach, brother, preach. What you need to do, or what, I, what you've got to do is liberate yourself from that, right? Now, you're in a situation where you've grown your hair quite long. You don't necessarily have to keep it long, but this is a good opportunity to go, well, what hairstyle should I have? If It might be the mullet. It might be something else. Do you know what I mean? It might be... I don't know any other hairstyles, but it might be, it could be whatever, right? So th- what I would say to an you... An undercut would look good. Go yeah. back 90s, go an undercut. Yeah, I'd love go. to have an undercut. So what, what you need to do is say to a hairdresser, or have a look online, do a bit of research. Like, treat researching a new hairstyle like Tom does a stud finder. Do you know what I mean? Put some time into it. 
invest a little bit of time into seeing what the best thing might be for you and then fucking go there, get yourself a fabulous new style and feel like a million dollars. And then do you know what will happen is you'll get the haircut, you will look fucking fresh to death, you won't even want to go unmarried at first sight because you'll be mm. so fucking hot, the confidence will be flowing through your veins, you're going to be fucking visiting <laughs> Smashtown every night for the next six months to a year, mate. Go on, Bobby boy. And also, guys, just a quick shout out there. If anyone's got any wacky haircuts or hair advice, you know where to come. Send your pictures in to wolfmanalpod at gmail.com. Please do, please do keep sending your pictures into an audio format. <laughs> right, Tom. laugh so much. <laughs> All I love is just the thought of Lisa going, what's wrong? <laughs> like, I've got fucking 500 pictures of people's hair. <laughs> uh, right, Tom, it's about that time, brother. Can you, uh, can you take us out? And the world turns and turns. And ye will look across the sky. And the weather that once was has passed. And a new season comes to form. But once with a new season comes a new you, maybe. Look, we are all stuck sometimes within the barricades of our capabilities, whether that means how we look or how we feel or maybe the confidence to just stand up and say, yo, shit, boy, I want to get myself a new lawnmower. Do some research on that. Do some research on lots of things, but be free with it. Be free and, and own the swagger that you walk with. Remember that we can build upon the you that is there already. And when you look in the mirror on a new season's day, whether that should be autumn, winter, spring, or fall, or summer, remember, you are not a prisoner to who you used to be. There's another you ready to be born. That was lovely. I've got one question. Do you say fall in everyday conversation? No, I just like the way it sounds within the sort yeah. of confines it does of sa- it. It does sound... I, as soon as I said autumn, I felt absolutely disgusting. Autumn should be shuffled within the fucking seasons as, like, yeah, yeah, okay, you've got spring, summer, autumn, winter. Whereas fall is so fucking... You go, yeah, we've got spring, summer, winter, fall. Fall is just a beautiful word. It's quite literal, isn't it? It's a bit on the nose. Do you not think? Yeah. What, fall? Nah. Nah. What do you mean, nah? nah if cool. I was going to get it, a T-shirt with it... season printed on it, I'd have fall. And then gradually what happens, yeah, I'm going to... It's quite cool when autumn rolls around and I've got this fall T-shirt on because it feels like really <laughs> off the moment. I think I might invest in some other seasons. <laughs> <laughs> My sweet souls, you've, you've been... You've been... You've been lovely, so thank yeah. you for listening. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, see you in a bit. Bye. If you have a problem, opinion, feedback, or anything at all, please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.